it's hard following up last week with all the moves that happened in free agency, but stuff has happened, so we're back. Welcome to Miss Reps Podcast. My name's Kanal. Adam, it's been kind of a quiet week since that one, uh, since the unofficial start of free agency where the deals are happening, but they aren't official until they're official on uh, what was last Wednesday. Um, yeah. But we've had some we've had some moves. So uh, what do you think of the past week so far? Um, I'm, I'm still we're going to talk about him some more, but it's the fact that the Packers still haven't agreed to anything with the Jets because we all everyone knows like an open secret now. So it's just like, when's it going to happen? So we're definitely going to talk about that. But um, yeah, man, um, free agency has been great. Uh, we made a little a few more signings on uh, from our Seahawks. So happy we actually it's weird because doesn't it feel like our free agency has actually been like plentiful this year compared to past like what three to five free agencies i mean i feel like we've had the even though we haven't had like a ton of cap to work with i feel like we've been a lot more active and you know the the moves or at least the moves have been a lot more impact moves not we're not just trying to fill out the depth chart kind of thing right yeah because like looking at like who's left over uh, for everyone that it's, it's basically like a lot of vets and stuff like that this is where usually seahawks would come in and actually like uh um pick up like oh let me give you a one-year vet men let yeah. me give you a one-year vet men we kind of like you two year but still vet men you know <laughs> stuff like that so i'm actually because i'm actually glad we just actually went out at the time and got Dray- uh, draymond jones when we did because we needed something and that was like basically them saying like yeah we're getting you something on that d-line and then you know got some more signings but we'll definitely talk about that in the episode today but uh Outside of all the football and stuff, you know, I was up in Tulsa, you know, doing stuff uh, with like uh, family and stuff like that. Birthday weekends for some people. That was cool. Um, and then like I was actually told that like, yeah, we're like four hours from KC where the draft is going to happen. I was like, oh, shoot. Y'all could I was telling them like, y'all could really just drive up to like the draft, like to KC, just go see the draft if y'all could. Besides I feel like people. I feel like people that only go only go to the draft for the sake of booing Roger Goodell. <laughs> Come on, doesn't every NFL fan have to at least get that one boo out before? It's almost um, like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's like one thing that happened, which I know we don't have it in the script, so I'm just gonna say it now. Like they're basically like Roger Goodell is like basically they kind of like came up with like a multi year like extension for him so it's boo i mean that, boo. The, the owners love him because they they keep he keeps the the owners you know powerful happy. Yeah, yeah happy and powerful as always um also what else came out was like you know uh, to those of you that don't know you know lance reddick uh lance reddick passed you know he played in a lot of stuff on he played on the wire he was in john wick i really loved his john welcome wick to the continental we do hope you enjoy your stay <laughs> man, my man and uh he was also uh i forgot his his character's name zevin or something like that in destiny 2 but regardless i'm I'm playing destiny 2 now and i was like i started from like the beginning like from destiny 1's technically technical beginning and then like i think like his voice actor or excuse me his voice actor he himself was actually talking he, like he was doing like it was like a public event that just happened i heard his voice and i was like Rest in peace, my man. Rest in peace. But also, I'm playing Destiny 2 as well, not just for Lance Reddick, but also uh, for that uh, FPS itch I've been having for a while. So here I am. <laughs> yeah. How about oh, yourself? Well, my last week has been pretty chill. Uh, the, the MLS season has finally kicked off, kicked off. And so we were uh, we were, uh, we were watching it last Saturday. We went down to an Irish pub, and it was a lot of fun. They, uh Irish pub after St. Patrick's Day, the pub actually uh, did like some world record thing where they're trying to like the biggest Irish coffee, make the biggest Irish coffee. 
And like we got there the next day and they're like, we beat the world record. Everybody gets free T-shirts. And we were just sitting around like, yeah, we totally helped. We did it. We did the thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, we did nothing. But uh, yeah, we were watching. We were watching soccer. We're actually going to a soccer game of this upcoming weekend, which should be oh, a lot shoot. of fun. Where uh, is it in the area? Are you going out of state or? No, Timbers is Portland's team. So okay. we, uh, we 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 have it kind of. It's like their stadium is like right in downtown. It's not even like out in the boonies or nothing like that. So yeah, we don't talk about Austin FC over here, but um, you know they're uh, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> they're green. They're green. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were pretty solid for for a little bit. I don't know how they're doing this year so far, but Timbers Timbers got absolutely battered last Friday, so mm. or last Saturday. So we'll see. Ho- I mean, it's like a one thirty game, so yay to day drinking, I guess. <laughs> they, hopefully, the beers aren't too um like you know too high costing because you know inflation, man. <laughs> uh, it's not just inflation; it's just stadium prices. You know, you go to like SoFi but Stadium. Inflation like, plus stadium prices, bro. You're getting like thirty dollar chicken tenders at that point. <laughs> yeah, I know that's incra- that's crazy for some frozen ass chicken tendies that ain't even as good as Tyson's. Not even tendies. That's why I say tenders. They piss me off. It's not even tendies anymore, man. If I pay almost thirty dollars for some chicken tenders on fries, <laughs> yeah, you got tendies is almost a term of endearment. These are it's like calling someone, <laughs> hey, or like you meet someone's parents. They're like, hey, call me John. And you're like, nope, you're Mr. Smith. <laughs> these are small chicken tenderloins. That's what these are. Yes. <laughs> It's like yeah, a ch- ch- chicken tender product. It's not even chicken tenders. Yo, that's what that's what they do at Trader Joe's. By the way, they don't say almond milk. They say almond beverage because really? of like the. It's actually like a law of like you can't say almond milk. So I don't I don't know how they got away with it in like other stores, but like for Trader Joe's, they just say almond beverage. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, like it's like Kraft singles aren't actually cheese. They're like that's why they're called like American cheese or something like that because oh, they're God. it's like a cheese product instead of an actual like. There's no cheese, cheese making. Yeah, there's no like actual cheese making process or something oh, like that. Oh man, that's a it's the beauty of of uh you know the market and what you can get away with with the loopholes, right? Oh for sure. <laughs> but um yeah man, let's let's uh you ready let's to get, talk some Seahawks? Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's talk Seahawks. You want to start off? Yeah, sure. So um uh, recent uh signings and re-signings. So we'll start with uh Jaron Reed. We we brought back uh you know some people would know him. I think we drafted him. Our first round years ago, I think second Reed? round. It was a second or high, I think it, I was it was a high, high second round. High second, like basically, yeah. At the time, it was one of those and, years where we traded down from like the bottom of the first to the top of the second kind of thing. Was it? I thought he was a um. He might oh, have been on our. Yeah. You, can, you can you can fact fact. I'll, check I'll fact check. Right? Yeah, but uh, Jaron Reed, uh, we got him back on the uh, as a D tackle, which has kind of like been his main role. I guess you might. He could be a defensive end. I just don't know who's left on this D-line, which don't get me started. We'll talk about that in a second, too. But we got him back on, I think it was a one-year deal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of one-year deals here, except for one. Um, but next up is Devin Bush, former first-round pick for the Steelers, linebacker. Um, I heard some stuff from the Steelers that, like, you know, he just didn't pan out. But it's not like he isn't. I hopefully there, hope, you know. we, could, we could talk about this one a little bit because, like, yeah. the thing I know you is, had is some that, thoughts like, on him. Yeah, because he he was one of those guys that kind of like balled out in college because he went, I think, number 10 overall to the Steelers. So yes. he had hot, lofty expectations, and Steelers don't usually miss on a draft pick like that. Especially and for defense. <laughs> for defense, yeah. And because, um, you know, guys like TJ Watt were drafted around the same position as well. Right. So you think about like the, 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 um, the, the scouting level at that point. Devin Bush was an absolute beast in college. I think he was at Ohio State. And, um, you know, he came, he came into the NFL – 
he he was okay for the first two years he didn't like i don't think he like absolutely took off but then he had like an acl tear i believe or some sort of knee injury so those leg injuries <laughs> and i think it just like messed with him because like he he came back and he just seemed like he didn't want to put in a tackle anymore kind of like he was afraid of getting hurt again and you know is that recent that leg injury because i haven't really 2020 or 2021 i think something like that so technically speaking he could be kind of back almost 100 if not at you know how i feel like you take a few percentages off the top when you say you're fully back but like you can you can put some cleats on but you're not actually like 100 percent healthy but i think this might be like a mental thing at that point so it'll be interesting to see what happens because obviously with jordan brooks you know we hope that something similar doesn't happen to him but um well, he, we need all the depth on the line. Uh, yeah, he, the he's not going to be. Position, he's so. not coming back until like the latter half of the season, at least, because you know he has an ACL tear himself towards the tail end of last season. Um, that happened. Yeah, that happened towards the end. So yeah, he'll he'll probably be back mid season at the worst. It'll be mid season at worst. I think he could be back a little bit earlier. I'm not hoping for a beginning of the season return. Nah. I I rather him take his time. I don't, I'm not going to say right now that. The trajectory of Seahawks is Super Bowl. We just need to take that next step from nine from being a, a, a solid nine and eight team to like I don't know, go to I would say maybe eleven. You know, like you know, ten and seven, eleven and six, twelve and five. We, we don't. I mean, it kind of speaks a lot that we don't have a lot tied up in him. We, it's only the deal is only worth about a few million, three, yeah. I think three point three and a half million somewhere around there. Oh, by the way, Jaron Reed was a, a high second round pick. Looks like 49th overall. Okay. Um. But yeah, Devin Bush, I think they don't have a lot tied into him. If, you know, he, he might even be like a training camp casualty if he doesn't actually like if uh, if a guy comes in, you know, some maybe someone in the draft that just kind of wows everybody, you know, he could be a casualty, but we'll we'll have to see what happens, but I'm really hoping for the best cuz Devin Bush was an absolute animal when he was in college. I hope he has a resurgence. I hope he has a resurgence with the Seahawks. We kind of have like a thing where some people come over here and then next thing you know they're like a thing and yeah. then <laughs> no you know, and then that you have right. And then um you know hopefully have a good career. So I I hope I hope for the best for Devin Bush as well. We need a lot of depth at the linebacker position and you already know for sure that during the draft we are going to draft at least one linebacker. I don't know how high. I think somewhere like second round if second round at best uh third round at worst i think that's still a position of need we still have because we did not get anybody else for linebacker uh, linebacker position because i don't i think we let go we let tanner muse go as well we haven't tendered him but i i don't think he's agent now he's a free agent yeah so i don't think he's actually yeah i don't think he's signed with another team but yeah it looks like we might be able to get back people on very cheap deals come whatever may so that's, yeah, I, th- you know, that's where I we're think at. that's a. I mean, that's like sounds like kind of like the theme from this second week, right? Is that like the first wave of free agents are gone, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" And yeah. then now there's like these guys that are left over, where people are just kind of like taking their sweet time with it. And I think this is kind of where the actual market develops for, you know, most of the players that are out there in free agency who are kind of your middle of the road players, right? I mean, yeah, on a technical standpoint, Lamar Jackson is somewhat of a free agent, but that's if a team goes out and says, we'll now pay tra- his deal and we'll, we'll give him a deal, but we'll also send you, you have to send the team. It's price uh, gouging. We, we got to call it what it is, man. Oh, like, yeah, it's definitely price it, gouging. It's a non-exclusive sure. deal. Anybody can come and take, but be, can but take Lamar be, Jackson. But let's be honest here. Like you, I would give up two yeah. picks for a, for a Lamar Jackson, especially depending on where my team is at and stuff. And like, obviously you're going to have to, I wouldn't say you're not going to have to change up your, 
uh, your scheme fully like that, I would just say like he can still he can throw the ball. He's proven that enough. Yeah, and then he can. He run did, I mean, he's well. proven that with no wide receivers. Lamar, uh, the Ravens haven't done him any favors. It's just the fact that I mean, yeah, if he's, the, if he's had deep threats, that's literally what his uh, all of his receivers are like. In, in, like he's just been all deep threats, not like a solid like that's a wide receiver one right there. You know. Yeah, and and so like um, to finish what I was saying was like the Deshaun Watson. Like if Deshaun Watson goes for like three first round picks, like he did, then. Sure, Lamar Jackson is worth the same, but the di- the difference is is that Lamar Jackson is basically held ransom by the uh, the non exclusive franchise tag, right? He he doesn't have mm-hmm. the opportunity to to actually go, you know. So it's well, kind I mean, of that's, against- that's the most leeway like franchise tag. Like he can still go. Like they didn't give him the exclusive franchise tag. Yeah, where it's it, like, it, it, the most leeway more with that one, but yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a kind of like a, in a lot of people's opinion, it's kind of like a backhanded way of giving him like the leeway, right? Because you're still setting an extremely high price where you're, you're kind of deflating the market artificially for him because, you know, a team he's worth, if, if a team is willing to pay, like if if a team's willing to pay Daniel Jones, $40 million a year to be their guy, then, you know, Lamar Jackson deserves that way much more, like much more than that. I mean, and he so, could also be he could be the new Kirk Cousins. Let's be frank. Kirk Cousins made a lot of money with them franchise tags off of the well, they they used to be called Redskins, now Commanders, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he did the same thing with um the Vikings. I thought he had like a three year, eighty five million deal that was fully guaranteed or two yeah, year or something, something like that. that. So basically, market's a little different now too. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. But like the thing, the thing about the NFL now is guarantees. It's not about how big that contract number goes. It could be like. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, remember like his big, like it was what 10 year, like a half a million dollar deal when in actuality it's a, it's now a pretty cheap deal. They did restructure it uh, this off season uh, for the, you know, for the free agency, but you can still get what, what I would care about personally is I want guarantees. So no yeah. matter what happens, it's guaranteed money. Uh, just like for instance, like uh, our next, re-signing which or excuse me our first re-signing was drew lock we got into a one-year deal four million but only 1.5 million of it is guaranteed you know so he has yeah. to actually hit like those other markets to get the full four million instead of like i'd rather have the full four million than like 1.5 i'm just saying yeah but um again drew lock on a one-year deal because we know that like if not this draft definitely next draft we're going to go after a qb so Let's just be frank about that one. Yeah, I mean, we've 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 kind of determined that that's like the situation we're in. Like, Gino has kind of established himself to be like the very best of a bridge quarterback, so that you know we can, if we are in a Super Bowl window, we can you can we can take advantage of it without you know being like, oh, if only we had a quarterback. We kind of do have a quarterback. We, I will actually tell you that I believe our Super Bowl window opened up again because technically speaking, we have like quote unquote cheap cheap ish deal with a vet QB. Granted, we'll definitely get another rookie QB soon, but it's going to be mixed in with Geno. So it's like a soft speaking. opening to Super Bowl window, I would say, because you yeah. have the opportunity to to build players in. Same while the Lions, the Lions, I think the Lions are also soft, like soft window opening as well. I don't think they're just like a we are a force to be reckoned with now. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like how like the the Eagles just kind of came out of nowhere from what they were last year, right? Because last year they were a very middling to lo- uh, lower level team, and then all of a sudden they're like, we're here. <laughs> I mean, Bears, I could, I could actually definitely say the Bears are, they're in the middle of their window because once Justin Fields needs his contract, you know, that's going to, it's going to mess up a lot of things. You would say they're in the middle of the window and not in like the very early stages of it opening because they haven't really done anything yet. Well, how long until they get, uh, till Justin Fields gets contract? Was it like two years? Uh, I now? would, I think so. 
Yeah, so that's like they're in the middle of it because after two But Super seasons, Bowl window also implies that you're challenging, right? We haven't seen that yet. I mean, they, they've done a lot of good things on paper to get the, that team there's, ready. There's that window, then there's the implied window of when you get your quarterback and you you have those okay, four, yeah. those yeah, those are, four those seasons. Are two, those are two different. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That's, it's important to make that distinction. So yeah, this one is like, hey, you you got you have your two more years to do on stuff your quarterback's Justin. rookie deal and yeah. where you can build around him. Yeah, that's definitely true for the the Bears. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we have Julian Love. Um, safety. You had some from, thoughts on this one. I did. Uh, he's you know two year a two year twelve million dollar deal. So that kind of shows you how important of a signing this was. Ryan Neal is, I believe, an untendered or unrestricted untent like untendered like free agent. He's right tendered. Now. He's tendered, tendered restricted. That's right. Yes. Okay. But nobody's offered him yet, I think. Right. So we still have him, but I feel like with Julian Love, this is kind of like an insurance thing with uh whether besides having him as a backup, a solid backup or that third safety we want out there. Um the what what's the status of Jamal Adams, especially when the season comes around, right? We have besides the training videos, him running and like, hey, I can y'all see me, but it's like how are you like in terms of like how Jamal Adams plays? Because if it's done, then we can get out of his deal and then we'll put Julian Love at strong safety. Because I don't know. I don't know if they'll do the whole like put Ryan Neal. I feel like Ryan Neal deserves to get that starting spot. But Julian Love, from what I heard from the Gi- from Giants fans around, very solid uh, safety. I feel like that's like a that's one of those like sneaky deals that can kind of go under, you know, under the like under the rug and stuff like that. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. What do you think? I, I like the move. I mean, for two years, $12 million, you don't have a lot of tied into him. Giants fans seem to love him, which is always a good sign because, you know, like when we got Quandre, Detroit fans loved Quandre. The NFL didn't really catch on to him. And then, you know, he came and we traded like a, a fifth round pick for him. And he's been our starting free safety ever since. Man, and even like him for a fifth round pick. And he has been excellent. Yeah. And, you know, he he's only I mean, we were he, we, he last year was kind of down year for him, but that's because he was coming back from injury. But. You know, a deal like this is always good for the team, but you know, it is also that Jamal Adams like insurance policy, like you were saying, because you know, like when would that trade actually happen? You know, I feel like that move was kind of forced in terms of like a, a win now type of situation because of our window closing with Russ. And yeah. I've, I mean, I, I've consistently never liked you know the trading of multiple high level picks for a player because you know you end up in the situation where you have so much capital invested in the guy that you know in the situation that like when we needed to offer Jamal a new contract. Right. And, you know, we've already, and we, and we didn't use him like he was supposed to be used. We literally tried to put him in coverage and every time you put him in coverage, he would fail in coverage. And yeah. it's not like him. It's literally like he is a box safety. Use him as a box safety. He's really like a, a box safety. Yeah. Strong safety yeah. in that case. <laughs> and, you know, like what I was trying to say was that, um, you know, once, once you have that in your mind that, Oh, we traded two first round picks for him. Now we got to mm-hmm. give him, we have to keep him long-term or else it's just going to be a waste type of thing. And so, you know, deal. now we're, he got a, he got his deal, but now we we have to pay his deal. Right. And that the money that's tied up in him is money that could have been given to Ryan Neal or, oh you know, gosh, other. That's true. He's like so, 18, he's kind of like 18 million against our cap or something like that right now. Yeah. So, and you know, that's that, what oh, moving forward. I hope we don't try to do like those swinging home run type of moves. And if, unless it's like a player, like, you know, someone that is like, I don't know, uh, Jamal Adams was great before he came to us. I just don't like those type of moves because it kind of, Puts us in a precarious situation if it doesn't work out. But Julian Love, great player. He's like that hybrid corner safety type of player. He can play free safety, strong safety. He can play nickel in certain situations. It might mm-hmm. be, you know, when when I saw that, you know, the, it, our scheme from the get-go last year was kind of thrown off because we planned to have Jamal Adams at the start of the year, right? 
it wasn't really like you know we we say that we're a three four defense, but it almost was like a three three five. Like we were we were thinking about playing Jamal Adams in that box like another linebacker, so that he would have been he would have been like a fifth defensive back. And you mean, three, two, five. you mean three two five, right? Because we three three five is implying that we had like you're three missing a player in three over two. Our three. I've I've actually faced three three five defense. It's weird. Yeah, um, yeah but three our, two five. Then who's the yeah. where's the eleventh player? the extra well you'll have your two so you have your three down line and your two linebackers and you have either an extra db or an extra some extra db of some sort whether no, it's oh, yeah but and it, in a three two i mean okay yeah so yeah that's so it amounts to the same thing as three three five then but yeah three two five to adds up to ten that's what i was wondering where where's the 11th dude he's unless we're like we're so good we're so good yeah it's a weird it's actual defense called three two five and then i know there's a three three it, it's weird i i just sometimes hate defensive schemes at times though but that's just yeah I could but yeah, no, not, bad, man. no, that's all good. And then you know, with the uh, like, it, it it should it's a good move. This is this has all the makings of being a good John Schneider, another good John Schneider diamond in the rough type of move. And so yeah. we'll see how it goes. You know, especially thinking like how long our coaching staff is going to be there and stuff like that. But hey, um, right now releases and you know we got some releases. We released Al Woods. I definitely called it. I knew we were going to release him. Um, I know he was solid. Don't get me, don't get, don't get it twisted. We released like Al Woods, but this is the funny part is we will get there. But like we released Al Woods, Puna Ford is still unsigned as of today. Al Woods gave us about like 3.7 in cap space or so, like almost 4 million in cap space. But um, 36 years old, you know, the age was going to be like more against it. He was solid. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. He was that nose tackle for us. That definitely was the big body. And like you, you're not going to run through him. He's just going to wrap you up. You you might get a yard if you pull him with you. But Al Woods at 36 was a ridiculously strong human being. And I think that's how most Hawks fans will remember him because he had a way of just controlling the guy lined up across from him and then just shedding that block and just enveloping the pole running back that's running in his direction. Right. And, he no, like he was really good. Um, I can't. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like he, uh, yeah, no, he was really good at what he did. I just knew that he was going to get it's released just, just because. It's just one of those things. He, I yeah. just didn't know that we were going to leave Puna Ford unsigned, and then release Quentin Jefferson, Shelby Harris, and where the hell is our D line, which is like one of our <laughs> biggest question marks. I think um, in the off season, but I know you had thoughts on that though. No, I was just gonna say. I think at least I think the most um, the most alarming bit, I guess we should say, like that's our entire starting four, right? Or I think for a number of games, that was our starting four in our D line. Um, obviously, mm. you know, one would rotate in like Puna Ford or something like that. Of those four players, none of them have had. I don't even think they've done any visitations or anything like that yet. Which um, kind of sent, yeah. Which kind of tell is is pretty telling what the what the league thinks of the players that are that you know that played for us last year right mm-hmm. and so yeah. you know i think i think it's it's overdue al woods i would have loved if he would have stayed just because i love having that veteran presence and along with if he gave us the know, hometown discount i know that it was either that or just go somewhere else and he, try to see what you can get yeah and so if he gets his money he gets his money if he might you know releasing it might be a precursor to him coming back on a vet man we don't know we'll see how he's things gonna be turn a vet man elsewhere just be due to his age and stuff like that and it's how you use him because it's not like he's just like an all versatile defensive tackle or anything like that either it's literally yeah. just you put him in there for a three four defense he's going to be that nose tackle which is no, kind of what we need. We do yeah, need it'll, it'll be C. We we'll we'll have to see how it goes. I just think that's what Draymond Jones is going to take up for us. He's going to take that inner area unless we're going to move him, have packages, depending on who we get from draft and or offseason going forward. 
um, in terms of those formations and stuff. So we have like our D tackle, which um, will technically go into like some of my, like what I think for like the draft. But uh, again, before talking about that, at the very least, we let all these D tackles go, but I feel like the D tackle market is kind of just like, now it's just like, you know, Hey, no one's going to want you now because everything's already like, it's sewn up with D especially with the draft coming up. Like there's, it's, it's really huge on D linemen. So I wonder if we're going to just get people back on very cheap deals. So we'll see how that goes, but that definitely comes back uh, to, even though we have Jaron Reed and Draymond Jones again, but that definitely comes back to like the draft. So, you know, with those two signings or of Draymond Jones and Jaron Reed, which are basically D tackle focus, I wouldn't say defensive end. Um, I think that we're going to pass up on Jalen Carter, especially with, you know, recent events of him, Again, you know, being overweight at the Georgia Pro Day and not finishing any of his like drills and stuff like that, which, you know, it's a red hey, flag. Yeah. That's a huge red flag. Yeah, huge red flag. I don't, you know, my only thing is like, hey, Jalen, if you're somehow listening to this though, like, I hope you're doing good mentally, personally. Like, I hope you're doing good mentally, especially after all the recent events and stuff. Just get back up again and just be the best that you can be because it's not like you who you are as a person, as a player, just disappears overnight or anything like that. So, Anyone can get back in. So uh, besides that, I think we're going to probably pass up Jalen Carter for Tyree Wilson, who a lot of people have been mocking him to the Seahawks, especially with the Cardinals still above us at the true number one pick now. So they'll de- they'll definitely take Will Anderson Jr. unless they trade down. That's the only reason they're going to move from that spot is trading down because they're not going to choose no one else but Will Anderson Jr. But I would rather have Will Anderson, or we can take Tyree Wilson, which regardless, Tyree Wilson's a solid player from Texas Tech. I think he's like six, seven. Very basically he's tall, long, and just like mean, yeah. <laughs> small as can be. And uh we need an edge. We did not we as you can tell from what we talked about with free agency, we did not pick up any edge players at all. Like Nawosu was last season, not this season. So we still need that, which is like I believe they're going for an edge. Yeah. Um, for the number five overall pick. And for 20, I don't, some people have been saying we're going to go after a receiver, but like in the PC or the Pete Carroll and John Schneider era, we've never gone higher than I think 56 overall since taking Paul Richardson at 45 in 2014. If you remember that man, yeah, he, he, he had a, he had one good season, but man, that was another guy that was always I mean, one injured. good playoff season. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Did, in terms of the one that came up with the catch, if I remember correctly. The miracle catch, or was it someone another receiver? I remember the miracle catch in the playoffs. Uh, which one? Um, I think the second Super Bowl, not the first. That was Jermaine Curse. Oh, it was the Jermaine. one that oh. set us up on the goal line, or like in the on the goal line. Oh, it was Jermaine Curse. But Paul Richardson had his moments though with the team. But oh yeah, know, he's he played he played his role. We're um, basically not going to basically draft any higher than we need to yeah. for a receiver, especially with the receiver depth. So that's just all I had. Unless you had something else. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of like draft. It's it's an interesting one, right? Like you brought up good points that you know we went after two defensive tackles, and so making going after an edge makes a lot of sense. And you know if it was Tyree Wilson, you know six seven, like a mean mean man, like I feel like him alongside Nwosu on the other side is just setting us up for a, a, a pretty solid like stalwart defensive like front. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like for us at at some point in the draft. I'm not saying it'll be the first round, maybe because the defensive mm-hmm. tackle market outside of Jalen Carter is relatively soft, I believe. And so, um, you know, you, we, we don't have to use our second first round pick, but I would like us to go out there and get like a, like a traditional 
nose tackle. Uh, Dramont Jones, like you said, has the versatility of playing kind of like anywhere on that defensive line. Um, but with with his ability to pressure the quarterback, he has like that was one of his like advanced metrics, like his ability to pressure the quarterback um, to truly unlock that alongside Jaron Reed, who is kind of uh, also has that ability to, to pressure the quarterback, basically just make that offense uncomfortable. Having that nose tackle that just lines up on over the center and just, you know, swallows up two offensive linemen like. You know, if it was like an like a younger Al Woods type of thing, mm-hmm. I think that would just unlock Dramont Jones and it'll probably sh- like make that even more of a home run signing. So hopefully, I'm telling you, such a good signing with Dramont Jones that it's just his like, versatility, we can do anything. <laughs> his versatility is just unreal. And so you know, having that Chef nose kiss. tackle, <laughs> yeah, Chef Kiss. So having that nose tackle, and you know, sometimes maybe you line them up over Dramont Jones over center and put a, another maybe like a like an edge setter defensive tackle alongside him. Or maybe you want to put Dramont Jones on the edge and create pressure and put a nose tackle in. You know, having that versatility of having that nose tackle on your depth chart will be will be pretty crucial. So hopefully we go out there and maybe maybe second round, maybe high, what, third, you know, somewhere around there we go get a guy. Because yeah. um, there are, I mean, there are plenty of free agents that are still available, but market's kind of soft. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what um, what we what you know kind of shakes out as for like what are people are getting paid for. Because, like we said, you know, the, the first week of that, the first week of that free agency, all the shit happens, and then, you know, we're in the second week where it's just kind of like, all right, slow news day again. <laughs> yeah, basically, man. So, I mean, now, I mean, other than that, let's just head on around the league because, like, at the end of the day, I want us. We're gonna draft defense heavy in this. Oh yeah, in, for sure. In this draft, so that's like I that's, wouldn't mind. <laughs> like, we need a running back. We need a wide receiver. We need a guard. We need a center. You know, those are our offensive probably pieces. We'll mix but those we, in. We, we know that defense is – we know defense is – was, was, we, we, we saw our souls crushed game in and game out last year. We need to, we need to get that fixed just for our oh mental health. Yes. I, I just hate how everyone was running on our defense. And I'm not saying, like, we need to be, like, you know, the defense or anything. But, like, damn, like, come on, man. You can't just have, like, the Raiders have some hitting respect us back, hitting us back up from, like, the 80s and the 20, like the 2020s with the big yeah, run Panthers, games. Raiders, so many teams just were running all over. This was just unreal. Just run the ball. That's all you got to do. Just run right the ball. Right up the middle, too. <laughs> oh, right up the middle. And then – but that's the thing. We even – had Al Woods and stuff like yeah. that out there. Al Woods can only do so much. So much, man. But, but yeah, let's um, go around the league. Let's talk about it because we got, you know, this is one thing we're talking about, how people coming back out of nowhere. So there's two players uh, coming back. Yeah, let, let's go you, through the first one. I'll go through the first one. Um, Cam Newton. The man, the myth, well, the one legend. Cam- one Camothy Newton. <laughs> one love Cam Newton and like, you know, the the weird way he tweets with all the uh, all the letters and characters and stuff like that to where it's almost unreadable. Yeah. I mean, he has a YouTube channel and all that stuff, but um all of a sudden he's making this announcement on his social media that he's going to be at Auburn's Pro Day throwing for the NFL because, you know, He's better than 32 other motherfucking quarterbacks in the league, apparently. And I'm just that was his exact words. I wouldn't say I I was. No, I think that was his exact words. No, his exact words was there. Like there ain't 32 motherfuckers out here better than me or something like that. It was something like that, basically, to the point where like it's it's that same thing he did before when he was like when he was at the, uh, the Patriots and stuff of there's 32 quarterbacks out there. They're not better than me. Like not all of them are better than me. And I remember some people, like even on Pat McAfee's show and elsewhere, they put up like, "Well, out of all these quarterbacks, who do you think he's better than?" And I'm literally looking at it. And I'm like, 
I really just give at like this is my own thing on Cam Newton. I feel like you should just let either let it go, Cam, or you're just gonna be like at best a solid backup. Yeah, and you know, uh, we've talked about backup, how important backup quarterbacks are for for teams, right? You know, you've always had paid too. I mean, you get paid too, but you always have like the a lot of young. If you have a a young quarterback, the backup quarterback is often an older quarterback that is kind of like a like a hybrid coach almost, right? Like he can go in if you get hurt, but he's out there. He's another set of eyes, and he's seeing like defensive formations and stuff like that. He's got mic. He's got a microphone. He's he's communicating with the quarterback too. Cam Newton in that Cam. Cam, you don't really see that from Cam. Mm -hmm. If Cam wants to go out on a team and be the starting quarterback. Anything besides being the starting quarterback is kind of a waste for him because I don't think he's actually – he doesn't want to be that guy. I mean, the only team I can even think for him at all, and it's a if maybe, is like the commanders at best. Re- 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 reunite with Ron Rivera, the guy that, that released that's him? That's literally it. Think about it. Like that's the only connection I think he can get in. Patrons don't want him. Um, but it's the same guy team- that fired him. Right. It, right. And like every other, so you, you got to take Patriots automatically out. Uh, Carolina's out on him. Falcons are out. Like it, you can literally list teams that would not take him unless he's willing to be a backup and a backup at best. But he's saying 32 quarterbacks ain't better than him. So he wants to be a starter. So I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. And mm-hmm. I, it's weird coming out at like a pro day for, for the draft focus, like for these college players at Auburn, I feel like you're kind of taking, yeah, can we talk away. about that? Can we talk about that? Like, <laughs> when did this start becoming a thing? Because I, I mean, like, I can't it, say this is the first time, right? But I've never seen. This is weird that, like, oh, is it just more going to profile this year or something? Or? I don't, I don't know. Don't you have like agents that can talk to teams automatically without having to go through a pro day and stuff? I, I guess it's like I got to prove something because yeah. I've been out for the past what season or two? I think it's one or two seasons at best. He played but last it's like, year, right? Or did he not play last not year? Not this past season. I don't, not that I Oh, remember. no, he didn't because he was no. – his I'm back was like two years ago. That was ago. two. That was, yeah, it was yeah. 2020. And then, like, it was only for a little bit, and then it went downhill. And it, he, he said, oh, I, <laughs> f- I fucked up at that position. Like, I messed up that opportunity. He said it himself. Yeah. He said he messed up that opportunity and stuff, and this is fine. It's just – And now he's messing up other pe- other people's opportunities <sighs> to become NFL players. And <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you had to – there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Alabama – or Auburn – I don't think Auburn has, like, a highly touted quarterback that's coming out or anything like that but it's still kind of you're taking the shine away from players that are you know trying to make their first first cut into the nfl and you know if if you're a i mean we'll talk about this next player who we think it's probably it's a good thing that you know he's getting a chance out there to shine but you know if you're a if you're i mean you if you're a player you're going to this pro day because all all 32 teams are most likely there and so they all you know it's your ability to showcase yourself in mm-hmm. front of all 32 teams. The flip side is if you're ass, then all 32 teams know you're ass. So, right. you know, just, and so just, you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, I mean, you got to appreciate that he believes in himself, but come on, man, you're, it's kind of just like sad at this point. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know. I mean, I support you, but at the same time, it's like, I just don't think this was the correct way. I don't, I wouldn't mind if he said, I'm trying to come back into the league. Okay, cool. That's fine. That I'm not against that aspect of it. It's just the, yeah. why at the Auburn pro day? Yeah, let's talk about DJ Fluker because that was the other guy that we wanted to bring up and who's doing something similar. He's at the Alabama Pro Day, 
He's coming. He's back down to 330 pounds. I don't know what he was. At. I think he was closer to 400 at he one was, point or something crazy not, like if that. If he's right? 330 now, he was definitely at, if not like right below 400. Because if you, you know, see the pictures of him like side to side, he is lean. Like he's just, he's just big. He's he's, above, he, he, he looks like a bodybuilder kind of right yeah. now. And so with this is like an interesting opportunity. Yeah, DJ Fluker is out there at Alabama's pro day. You know, obviously Al- Alabama plays offensive lineman out every year so you know he's he might be taking away you know views from other you know young players and stuff like that but the difference it's still weird though it's still weird though you know um it's still weird you're at you're at i do know it's because obviously cam newton played at auburn he was like their dj fluger played at alabama right and there was like their premier people and obviously they were representing the school so of course they're gonna be like yeah sure come on come on down because i already know it's probably like that right but yeah but the difference but the difference with the dj fluker situation is that He's not the same DJ Fluker that, you know, fizzled out of the NFL, right? We haven't, we don't have any indication that Cam Newton has all of a sudden become a better, you know, thrower or more accurate thrower or, you know, makes better decisions. Those injuries or the LaFranc surgery and all that stuff he's had. So, yeah, but DJ Fluker has had a body transformation and he looks jacked. Like that guy looks like he would bully anybody out on that field. And so he's 32, this, so you still got to put the age, you know, especially with like where there's even like offensive linemen on the free agency. They're like 30, 31, 32. So, I mean, hey, the thing is, he could still play. I feel like he could maybe play till 35, especially with like, you know, slimming down and stuff like that. I I see at least another three years if someone gives him a chance. He's had some I injuries mean, and stuff like that. He can come to the Seahawks on come a back, deal come at home. guard. <laughs> come home. <laughs> come home because we can put Evan Brown at center with him at guard. Yeah. And then we can still draft someone we want and see how it plays out. But, you know, I think the DJ Fluker um, experiment or whatever have you want to call it with the Seahawks is over because I don't, I don't know if they're going to call him back up or not right now because again he hasn't played for like what a couple a season no a couple seasons now he hasn't been in the league yeah I think he's been out for a couple I mean COVID just kind of threw everything a wrench and everything oh man COVID man That's and so crazy. I think he I think yeah once it once he kind of lost control of his weight he kind of like fizzled out of the NFL but he's you know he's a player I'd like to see come back especially because he put so much effort into it so you know when you see someone putting the work into to you know try to make a comeback and i don't think he has a terrible injury history i think he was he was pretty solid he might have had like uh you know one of those minor injuries here or there but he hasn't had anything substantial if i recall correctly you can fact yeah but you know i i hope he gets a a job in the nfl because you put that level of work in you know you hope that it actually pans out because he was he was serviceable for us when when he signed with us you know it was he wasn't like atrocious I will say, speaking of us, once again, real quick, I'm just I'm just finally like seeing this as we were talking. Um, of course, you know, so with the signing of like, you know, Julian Love again at safety, we know he's going to be that strong safety. We obviously for some people that are probably asking to themselves, what happened to Jonathan Abram? Yeah, he's about to sign with the Saints, uh, I think on a one year deal. Uh I'm assuming a one-year deal. Anyway. His fourth team in one season, in one year. Right, and like the experiment, the Jonathan Abram experiment is over. You know, we gave him four games. If anything, that's the whole point, right? Give At least give them a chance to showcase themselves, and he actually did, especially when we were going to the playoffs and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. right? So, hey, hopefully he can just get like a team that he can like, you know, entrench himself in because I feel like the safety room at the Seahawks was too crowded anyway so yeah and 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 you know you got Dennis Allen over there in in New Orleans so it'll probably give him some level of security yeah so, or some yeah. some level of mentorship at least because he's a first round talent I mean he's you know usually those guys don't fizzle out that badly but um 
He hasn't been able to stick with one team yet. I think everyone knew he wasn't going to stay. Like, we picked him up off of waivers, but everyone knew he, was, he wasn't going to be like, I don't think he was going to. not saying he couldn't have been a Seahawks stay. It's just that what we did with free agency so far, he's the extra man out, and there's no mm-hmm. point in throwing a contract at him. But yeah. Speaking of contract, would you like to go through some stuff, some moves that happened since last week? We got one thing that we, we need to talk about before we get there. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a week in the NFL news if we don't talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I was trying to skip over this man. Like, <laughs> come on, like he, I, I I actually like we we can we can go through this really quick. But um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he has his weekly segment on the Pat McAfee show. I think it's yeah. every Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. C- came out said he wants to join the Jets. You know, it's just the Packers and Jets are working out their arrangement to to send him over. Mm-hmm. There's one bit on there that I think kind of stuck with me, which was that, you know, the one thing that we talked about last week, we kind of fell for it or at least or bit into it pretty heavily, too, was, you know, he already, you know, he's already given a the the Jets a list of demands or, you know, a list of players that he demands that they sign or trade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the memes are coming out where, you know, they were saying that, you know, the that Aaron Rodgers is also is currently quarterback for the Jets. But he's also GM for, or sorry, quarterback for Packers, and he's GM for the Jets. You know, Wow, or something like that, and owns the Bears or something like that. Yeah, and owns, but, he's the owner of the Bears. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think you know the, he came out and said, like he he came out and said that this is just ridiculous. Like he never he never uh, implied that he demanded the Jets sign these players. The Jets okay, came to okay, him. Okay, but Alan Lazard went there though on like a pretty hefty deal. So, um, what does that mean? There's, I Alan feel like there's some truth to that room. It may not be completely true. There has to be some truth for Alan Lazard to end up on the Jets. I like so. This is what I was gonna say was that I don't think that Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said that Jets came to him and asked him for players that he likes. Like he's already come out and said he wants to join the Jets. He'll join mm-hmm. the Jets whether they get Odell or not. I think that it was kind of blown out of proportion into and turned into almost clickbait for a lot of people that, you know, Aaron Rodgers did, did, did something ridiculous again. And I kind of, I kind of feel for him on this one because it, I fell for it. You know, when that list came out, I shared the memes, you know, with you guys and stuff. And it, it kind of just, it's just kind of the, uh, it's kind of the, the, the place we are with the NFL media right now in the off season. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, I mean, I love the memes because let's just be frank here. The man, like Aaron Rodgers himself is like a meme at this point, almost like himself, right? Like he went into total darkness. So he had to come back out to say like, get Alan Lazard and goes right back into darkness or something like that. But uh, I, yeah, I fell for it, I guess too. But like, I do love the memes that came out. Like it was like the best meme I saw was like Aaron Rodgers complains of not having a wide receiving core at the Packers, but yet when he goes to the Jets, I want that it, same wide receiver core. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat uh, McAfee was like, you want Jordy Nelson, I think it was Pat McAfee, he wants Jordy Nelson to come out of retirement and join the Jets and stuff like that too. Oh my God. Which is fine, but like, you know, he he, he justified each uh, each guy that was on that list as to why he wanted them, like why he would prefer to play with them because in terms of like personalities and, you know, work ethics of the guys that he's worked with personally, like he knows that those guys come in and work hard every day. But and they're great me, for the lock. Tell me what the best meme that came out of this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, though, man. You know, you because know, I got I have a comment on it, but I'm gonna let you introduce that one if it Which, has it for people. Oh know. yeah, this the, I think my favorite one was uh, even t- he said it on Pat McAfee's show as well, right? Where he was like Adam Schefter's. I don't know how he got his how he got my phone number. I think it was Schefter, right? Yeah, or was it Rappaport? No, it was. Oh, it might have been. Oh shoot. Was it Ian Rappaport? It might have. They just—they both give me like the. They, like I don't think Ian they're Rappaport. actual people. I think they're both AIs. 
Right. I think they're, <laughs> you're right. I feel like they're both AIs. I think it was Shefty though. Uh, yeah. Okay. With Where he, this with, one. I'll for, yeah. The, 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 the best meme that came out of this was that he told he, uh, Schefter messaged him, you know, asking him so-and-so and doing, you know, Schefter, you know, smarmy things. And <laughs> Aaron Rodgers flat out told him, Hey, lose my number. <laughs> oh, and did you, and I don't know if you saw it, but like there was literally already within the same day, like people were making shirts and stuff. Of it. And I think <laughs> yeah. it was Adam Schefter literally retweeting saying it was, it was Schefter. He confirmed it too. He shared a screenshot yeah, of it. <laughs> he, shared, he shared a screenshot of it one. And then two, someone made a t-shirt and he was like, can I get a shirt? Like, <laughs> yeah. let me get that shirt real quick. Because like, I mean, everyone knows that like Schefter is supposed to be like, they're, like he's made deals to where he can do what he does like with his like he's filthy at it don't get me wrong he's a filthy man in the journalism scene with like what he's doing sleaze but, ball like, is i think like the yeah yeah like he's made his deals to get that's why it's like i can understand why aaron Rodgers is like yeah just lose my number bro you're not getting anything out of me yeah like how do you just pop up at, hey it's Schefter. i just want to know what's the deal with the you know da, da, da. i'm not gonna talk why would i talk yeah why to would you? i talk to you dude it's like <laughs> i might as well just put it i might as well also, just tweet it you at know this point. aaron also thought about the time like you're not gonna do me like tom brady <laughs> oh yeah for sure and you know the um you know, it's. I think, uh, yeah, Shefty's definitely got like that sleazeball mentality. But you gotta admit, it is the ultimate flex whenever he's in, he's tweeting a move where he's like, "Oh, uh, let me find one." Orlando Brown Jr. signing with the Bengals per me. Like, I am the source. <laughs> like, I, I am, am him. <laughs> but he's all. I mean, that guy's. Uh, you got that. You get the sleazeball type of vibes. Like he he's definitely had his TMZ moments, but. I mean, that's the, the the entirety of the story. Nothing's really happened with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets so far. I mean, if you're the, if you're the Packers, the Packers probably want like high picks out of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because um, basically, like the reason why nothing's come out of it yet is because again, like Packers are like, hey, we have a player here that's saying he he said it himself. It's not like we're just touting our like we're not we're just touting like you know on our Twitter saying like you know he's the best. Packers franchise player ever this man said he is you saw what we went through with him so what you're gonna do is give us like you know first round picks out the ass if possible yeah. um and of course the Jets are like I mean he's been giving you MVPs you know we can give you one first round pick because that I mean hey that guarantees that, that but yeah we, we're trying not to we would love to keep our first round pick and you know make a better deal if you want some players or something like that for your new you know for Julian Love but that's basically what's happening it's just the compensation bit so I don't know yeah. how that's gonna how that's gonna turn out, but it's gonna be it's gonna get done. Aaron Rodgers is just literally sitting there like, what, y'all y'all done yet? <laughs> yeah, like he like I think it's good that he came out and he said his point because he's done this multiple times throughout the season. I think he's he, he brings it on himself being a meme, but at least you know he's kind of come out and cleared the air regarding you know he didn't actually give the GM of the Jets a ransom note saying sign these players or else you know he, he it's just it's just the ridiculousness of the. Um, NFL meeting in the offseason. Actually, can I go on a tangent really quick? Go ahead, man. I this saw is, a... This is, this is our podcast. This is all about you. I woke up this morning angry as I often do. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> who, doesn't I, wake up I, with, I, who doesn't wake up with a good angry, you know? I woke up this morning and thought, shit, I woke up again. But <laughs> 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 I, what I do, I, I look at my phone, scroll, scroll through my notifications. I get push notifications on some uh, on some NFL news. Mm-hmm. Headline I re- read from Sports Illustrated. I'm going to call them out. It said, Broncos make move regarding Lamar Jackson. And it is the most clickbaity title ever. It's a 
completely different Lamar Jackson than the one you and I are thinking of. Yeah, but that the is DB. You didn't know about him? Yeah, but obviously when you think Lamar Jackson, do you not think of <laughs> I saw elite... it too. I know exactly what you're talking about. I saw the I same thought, thing. I thought these slime balls they had are to put trying DB. to get... They had to put DB. They said like they like Broncos signed a one-year they... deal with DB Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but like in the in the headline that I saw, they didn't they omitted that on purpose just to get a, a click. I'm like, God damn it. Is this where we are? Is this what we are now? We've been that. What you mean, man? Every I know. Time, but... Every time it's been about the clickbait, man. Yeah, I guess. But like they 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 had the opportunity on capitalizing on a player whose name was also the name of an elite quarterback who we're all trying to wait, figure out what's going to happen with him. Is he going to stay long term or, you know, there's actual tension regarding that situation. It's like if we had another yeah, player. Give, give up on Russ. Go after go after Lamar Jackson. The, <laughs> the, the Russ, like the Russ experiment is over. <laughs> after one year, even though they've gone out and got all these offensive line pieces and stuff for him. That and like a, a good chunk of his uh, contract is guaranteed. So they're still going to be paying him. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, they just gave him a new contract. But anyway, that was that was my tangent. Just I hate. I hate clickbait titles, and man, I fell for the clickbaitiest of all titles. Oh, hush. You know we do some clickbait ourselves. Come on now. Yeah, Everyone but, has to have a little tie. Like, mm, let me season it a little bit with that that clickbait. Like, right there. Yeah, let me, let me, like, the craziest trade ever happens Aaron, in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, a toe man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he's holding up a toe. Like, you know, you have to just take the screen. Come on, man. You Come on. It writes itself. The headlines write themselves, man. Oh God, Aaron Rodgers. We don't actually say you have a foot fetish. Just you know, just we'll, we got to protect. We got to protect ourselves here. See, but like, I bet you, some people out there are like, "What? Let me see." It's <laughs> clickbait, man. But yeah. you're already here. So <laughs> anyway, let's let's go to some of the moves that happened since last week. But we ain't got as many as last week. But we can we 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 can go through at least some of the major ones. Mm-hmm. First off, L.J. Collier, former defensive end for Seahawks. Signed with a one-year deal with the Cardinals. I think that's, you know, good that he's maybe going to a new team. Saying it didn't really work out for you us. better not have your career day against us twice yeah, in the I season. I'm, I'm bitter. <laughs> that's the only time I'm going to be bitter. Right now, it's okay because, like, we, we put a first-round pick and we just didn't get that first-round we just talent. haven't had a we just haven't had a lot of luck with our first round or high well, second round picks with we're not used to doing line. first round picks though like let's just be frank like we're used yeah. to always having like more picks and da 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 yada 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 we're not used to actually we're not even used to drafting this high in the draft so that yeah. tells you something with the the John Schneider era uh, era right so you know I don't know like it, it's we're, we're always we're always in the twenties because with Russ for ten plus or no ten years literally. So yeah, you're not going to see us making the best like in the 20s like picks and stuff like that. We've passed up on some good players too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for it'd sure. Be like that. It'd be like yeah. That. And you know, so, you know, hopefully actually not hopefully. I mean, it's it's I'm conflicted. You know, he he I, I don't want him to do good, but I also want him to do good just on a human level, but just on other teams but us. How about that? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, other moves Cardinals did signed left tackle Dennis Daly. Uh, he started 16 games last season for that left tackle for um, the Titans. Came in for Taylor Lewan, mm-hmm. and when he when he got injured, played relatively well. It's good to see that these kind of moves typically happen once a, a player fills in. And so, is that going to help Kyle? Uh, you know, Kyle Murray? I don't know. No, nah, <laughs> unless he, he donated his ACL. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, la- lastly, they re-signed cornerback Antonio Hamilton. Um, Just keeping okay. talent in. 
Yeah, all that's all there is. <laughs> you want to take the next one? Yeah, Bengals. They signed Orlando Brown Jr. to a big four-year, 64, almost 64.092 million dollar contract. So specific. I'll, I know, but I would definitely take that. Give me a few million of it, please, because you you know. But that includes a thirty-one million dollars signing bonus, and uh, for those that don't know, signing bonuses are usually split a uh, spread out across the four the 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 years of the the contract. So, Bengals got themselves like basically a premier left tackle from from the team, you know, uh, that they that beat knocked him out. <laughs> that knocked him out, yes. But um, they at least need to keep that offense solidified. You know, for Burrow, and I think this is Burrow's contract year two, so this is like their last hurrah. I haven't seen much else from the Bengals besides that first wave of stuff. So, you know, I don't know. Are they yeah, still a dark horse? Are they still a contender? You know, I mean, this is this is kind of it for at least the the core level of talent they have. We've already seen a lot of departures on the Bengals, but um, you know, they made a lot of moves last season to solidify that offensive line. Some would say too many moves. We saw that line struggle. You know, even. Mm early in the mm. season until they kind of rounded off towards the end in terms of like advanced metrics and stuff like that. I was trying to find a, uh, like, you know, how like, um, sacks given up over expected and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't actually really improve last season over the prior season, um, significantly despite putting a lot of money into it. And so, you know, getting another left tackle probably will help them, uh, you know, so at least commit to helping <laughs> Joe Burrow, you know, stay off the turf. But it'll. I think it'll take a lot more than just you know signing one one more player. I think it's probably something to do with scheme at this point. Yeah, go ahead, take the next one. Bucks. Bucks didn't have much. You know, we as as we always have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We got to talk about Baker Mayfield, the former number one overall pick. He signed with the with the with the Bucks on a one year deal with four million guaranteed and plus four and a half in incentives. Cool. <laughs> I think that's I mean, where I'm at with that deal. He basically takes the reins from Tom Brady. I think Baker Mayfield showed enough from the Rams that he's still a competitive QB. He's not like he's not trash. Like he's he's not going to be like getting kicked out of the league yet, yet again. I feel like this is his chance. You now have a chance to fully start out a whole season. Well, I mean, he still has to like you know have a, a QB battle as they say in the preseason. Yeah, all, Kyle Trask is their other quarterback is Kyle Trask, and mm-hmm. you know he hasn't lit up the stat sheet in the relatively few snaps that he's got. He's gotten, but he is the other quarterback on the depth chart that he's got to compete with. And then of course, if they get, if they suck so bad, they're going to definitely let a lot of their I think because they haven't really done anything. I think they might have done some like restructures, but like they still got um, you know all the receivers, Mike Evans, and all of them. Um, on their receiving core, but they're being paid a lot. So I think after this upcoming season, you're going to see a lot of them kind of basically go right back into the market. So that's going to be interesting uh, next free agency period. Mm-hmm. And other moves the Bucks did parted ways with running back Leonard Fournette kind of adds to this. This There's a lot of, you know, middling to pretty good level players in this running back free agency market that are just kind of lingering around. You know, there have been some names that have been taken off, like, you know, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, et cetera, et cetera. But there are still some players out there like Kareem Hunt, you know, that haven't been signed to a team yet. So it's kind of it'll be interesting to see where that running back market goes. And also tight end Cameron Brait has been let go as well. And yeah. so he'll probably fall with a with another team that's probably want some one year deal somewhere. Yeah. Uh Fournette is definitely gonna make it onto another team. I just don't know who yet. I would love to have Fournette on the yeah, Seahawks. I, we we, just, we need know. that running back depth, dude. We seem to burn through them. 
Well, I mean, now we finally, like, we officially got, like, rid of all of, like, the old school. I think we got rid of, like, all of, like, you know, just cleaning out house at the running back so we start fresh again. But Fournette will be really, he'll be, like, the thunder to K-9's lightning, even though K-9 kind of has some thunder. But, like, he definitely will be the thunder for sure. Um, I just don't know how much he would want in a contract and stuff like that because it's not going to just be, like, some one three million dollar like one one year three million dollar deal i feel like it's going to be a little bit higher maybe like a two-year deal somewhere but i don't i know we don't have the money for that personally yeah i mean we're we're playing with borrowed money at this point we're gonna need to make some cap moves we if haven't actually to- if he is available you know start of the next season and stuff like that, that's a different story i feel like they can open up they can do some things and stuff like that but um be interesting if we can get them in hopefully yep you want to take the next one? I know how yeah. much you love the Cowboys. Oh, man, the Cowboys, the team of the, you know, the team, right? America's team. Uh, they signed Ronald Jones on a one-year deal. Woohoo! Um, yeah. They, you know, uh, Fowler is, gone, is back at, uh, is back, the defensive end is back with the Cowboys as well. They re-signed him. Um, they have cut Ezekiel Elliott, as we definitely stated that he was one of the, you know, he was basically like one of the cap hits, or you know, cap, uh, you know, cap casualties that was, that was going to happen with the team. Again, uh, Elliott is a running back one in name, but he plays like a running back two. So <laughs> we'll see he's, where he, he goes. He's running back one in everything but performance. Basically. Um, we'll see what happens with him, but he's just not, I feel like they kind of just, they let him stay on the team. And so the Cowboys, if they love, if Jerry Jones loves you enough, they'll let you kind of like stay an extra year or two when they should have let you go. But that's kind of what happened with Elliot. So now he's, he's gone from it, but they did do an interesting one where they signed brand or not signed. They acquired Brandon cooks in a trade with the Houston Texans in exchange thought- for a, you know, 2023 fifth round pick and a 2024 sixth round pick. I hate that they did this because I think Brandon cooks is a great player still, even though yeah. he's on his, he's been traded four times, you know, he's, yeah, I think he's been a- traded around a lot, but he is a solid like wide receiver two to have and stuff like that, which they technically have their wide receiver one. They do need a wide a receiver, wide receiver two. two and there ain't yeah. no one better than, I mean, there are, I mean, Brandon cooks is a good guy to have, you know, uh, uh, to be like your complimentary, you know, wide receiver to, um, to, to your primary, but I think the this news just came out too. We don't have it in our notes at all, but Brandon Cooks agreed to restructure his deal as well. I don't know the exact terms, so because he was make, getting paid quite a bit of money at, from Houston's Houston deal, and Houston got some picks, so they you know they got another extra fifth round pick for this upcoming draft. Which hey, fifth round picks are valuable as well, depending on what you, you know who you use it on and stuff. So. Houston Texans, we're just going to – let's just see what they do for this I th- draft. <laughs> I think it's funny that the Texans got more for Brandon Cooks than the Rams got for Jalen Ramsey, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, knew you uh, The fact that you came out with that one, like, man, let the Rams breathe. Now, nah, fuck them. They're in our division. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, yeah. we have Eagles. They, they made some moves themselves. There was a lot of uncertainty with some of these guys. They're veterans. You know, they were going to let them go, but they were able to keep – couple of their guys in house they weren't able to keep Javon Hargraves obviously he went to um 49ers but Ooh. Darius Slay Darius Slay did this whole thing on Twitter where he uh he thanked the city of Philly and then like the very next day he signed a two year like uh, lucrative deal I don't have the exact terms with me but I think it's somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 20 million over 2 years yeah that was or, a whole yeah, thing. per year over that 2 years that was a whole thing where everyone was like oh you know Slay is leaving because yeah he did that post and I think like 
it even came out like with Schefter and stuff like that. Oh, you know, the Eagles couldn't sign Slay, so he's a free agent and stuff like that. But then it's like, well, actually, the Eagles weren't really official on him. And they were like, hey, big head, come on back. We'll give you a little <laughs> bit more. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Another guy that they were able to do that with, Fletcher Cox, been with the Eagles for a long time, came back on a one-year $10 million deal, which is definitely a home a hometown discount for the Eagles, but they're I mean, able Fletcher to keep... Clark, Fletcher, uh, Fletcher Cox, man, he's been like a mainstay for that D-line. Oh, yeah. You, 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 certain players embody the identity of the teams that they play on, and Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Cox is one of them. One he's of them, definitely yeah. like, when I, when I hear Fletcher Cox, Eagles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just been there for so long, it's just kind of crazy. Um, other moves, I think... Eagles also signed quarterback Marcus Mariota to a one-year $5 million deal. You know, hopefully Mariota is happy this time around to be a backup quarterback. You know, his time with the Falcons kind of ended awkwardly, I guess, is the nice way of putting it, at least with the stories that were coming out. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 kind of the role that he's going to be he's going to be in for the rest of his career, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was. I, I actually did not see this one. I missed this one completely. So, yeah, I mean, I knew Mario was going to be a backup. It's finally happening. But it's like, it's funny how we got Drew Locke on a cheaper deal than Mariota. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it's, uh, and plus Drew Locke probably has more upside, but, um, a lot more of, upside, but we, he definitely did not touch the field. Not one bit. Not once. Which, not once in this past season. So, you know, hey. There you go. Knock on wood, though, still. <laughs> yeah. You want to take the next one? Yeah. So uh, Giants signed wide receiver Campbell to a one-year deal. So they're just basically getting more weapons for Danny Dimes or, you know, Danny Millions at this point. So Danny Fody. <laughs> Danny Fody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, they did a lot. They got him a new tight end, a new new set of receivers. Um, I think the only thing left is just whatever they need to do on the defense, which they are probably going to draft towards as well. Uh, what they're going to draft towards as well. Their, their offense is hot if they can just keep that going. But it's all on Danny Dimes since they they signed him, right? So other than that, Bobby McCain, who uh, was formerly on the Commanders, is actually going to stay in the division, and he is signed uh, a DB signed with the Giants for on a one year deal as well. I don't have contract details, but there you go. Yeah, and you know with with the Giants. I wish they made these moves last season because usually you kind of make these moves where you put weapons around your receiver while or your, while around your rookie quarterback, rookie contract quarterback, I should say. You and I you both know. know we were not we were both not in on Dan, on Danny jo- uh, Daniel Jones as a whole. Let's be no. let's let's be frank. Which so is why, why. <laughs> yeah, which is why I, I'm saying that usually you put all these players around them, you know. In, in under their rookie contract because if they're not able to do anything with all this abundance of talent like Darren Waller he I think he came over on a fifth round pick or something like that mm-hmm. you know verified you know a verified you know pass catcher at the tight end position you know he'll he'll get he'll get a lot of targets I mean he's proven that he's 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 a reliable target you know bringing guys back like um I think was it Slayton they brought mm-hmm. back Sterling Shepard they brought back um, you know, he's got his weapons there and, you know, you would hope that they would do that under the rookie contract. Cause if it didn't pan out, you know, then they, they, they wouldn't be tied to him at 40 million a year, but they're in the NFC. So the more, the more <laughs> misery for other teams in the NFC, the better for us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they, they sang over there. So let's just see who's going to come out on top giants, commanders, cowboys, or whoever. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not the cowboys. I think we, I think the Eagles, <laughs> I mean, still can be a contender if they, I don't know if they can go straight back. So we'll see how the Super Bowl hangover affects them going forward. I, uh, it'll be, it'll really be a testament to see how, how they kind of rally from that. Cause losing a Super Bowl can, can crush a team. We've seen that. 
but Eagles did lose uh, a particular safety who went to the Lions in uh, Chauncey Garden Johnson. Uh, one year, $8 million deal. I, I, mean, I like the move for Lions. Like it's CJ exciting. Garden. It's exciting. Even Chauncey was saying at a press conference, like, this team got a little bit better talent than where I was previously. And so I'm just yeah, like, you, okay. You, 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 people say that all the time. Like, like, uh, like, uh, LJ Collier's agent, I think was like, we're really looking forward to put LJ in a system where he can flourish and become the best guy that he was on, like where he was previously or something like that. And okay. I'm, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. But, um, <laughs> CJ Gardner Johnson, we kind of saw this, this was a weird situation because he got offered a lot more money by the Eagles than the eight million that he was given by the Lions. Yeah, he but turned the, down he, he turned it down. It was a twenty million dollar deal or something like that. Something like that, and he turned it down, betting on himself. You know, more power to him. Even mm-hmm. though that's probably the the highest paid safety in in football. But he, um, you know, he last year's numbers. I think he led the league in forced fumbles or and stuff like that. I think he. I mean, he he bet on himself. Didn't pan out. Turned down Eagles. Eagles go out and get another guy. And all of a sudden, the market for C.J. Gardner-Johnson dries up. So it's kind of similar to um, who's the NBA pay- player? Um, Dennis Schroeder. Like <laughs> Dennis Schroeder on the Lakers, he was offered all this money. He turned it down thinking that he was worth more. And then the Lakers let him go. And then he gets like a two-year, $4 million. That's the market. The market isn't what he thought it was for a safety. Yeah. And then boom. It's <laughs> just, you know, sometimes that happens. But the the headlines are always when the disparity is high in the situation. The disparity is high. The Lions are getting a good player, man. Lions are making so many moves on defense. They're going to be so fun to watch. I forgot who their safeties were this past season. I feel like I knew one of them, but at the was same time. Was it Quinn time, one of them or, or one of them? I feel like it was, but um, regardless, um, I feel like after this, if he can just do the same thing, if not similar to what he did to the Eagles, he'll definitely get like a multi-deal, like another two or three year deal out of them. So <laughs> I, I, I'm so stupid. I looked up. I was trying to fact check the Detroit safety death chart. So I yeah. typed in Detroit safety 2022 and I got fucking violent crime numbers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lion oh, safety. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I think he. Oh, Kirby Joseph. Be, that was that was the big one, I think. I heard Kirby Joseph. Was, yeah, he was good. But I don't know who their other safety was. Like they're strong. Is, is, they, is Kirby Joseph their strong or their free safety? Uh, it just kind of says safety here on their depth chart. Who's the other safety, I guess? Well, there's two safeties because I know they have to put both of them on the thing. So, yeah, regardless, I do. Okay, so that's who the one that's the one I remember off the top of my head now, but not the second one. So, they basically need like to fill in, you know, fill in the other safety position, which they did. And they, um, didn't they also pull in like a corner to Cam? Was it Cam Sutton or there was someone else that got Cam Sutton? Cam Sutton went to the the, um, uh, Lions as well. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying, man. That deep because you know the deep that's where their weakness was. They got was Cam DBs. Sutton and Jeff Okuda, who they drafted, I think, number four overall. A couple Jeff years. Okuda wasn't he didn't really pan out as he's just kind of been like mid, but he's still a solid, I, I think, yeah. a CB2. Um, so that's kind of what that is turning that turned into with that signing for uh, previously. But I mean, hey. Aiden Hutchinson on the D line, James Houston at linebacker, like they're they got they got they got players out there, Emmanuel Mosley, yeah, yeah, man, so, like, they, they got it all, they're making uh, moves. Yeah, uh, so at the very least, let's just hope that defense takes like the, that's all they need is their defense take a next step. And where they were ended with their offense, if they can continue that, then you're going to have the Lions be some really big contenders. So yeah, especially with the direction that the the NFC North is heading. 
because the Packers are are fading. Vikings, Vikings, I can't. I don't think they if they can continue being a team that wins by like one score or less, you know, majority of the time, then the NFL is broken. But um, I think the the Lions definitely have a chance to grab their division for the first time in what feels like you know decades. Oh, I thought you was going to say the char- uh, the Bears were going to do it. <laughs> uh, that's also a chance too. That's yeah. uh, the, the, there's going to be a big shift for sure. But yeah, um, unless the Bears can face the the Jets and and finally beat Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> unfortunately they had a chance to beat him. They 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 never stood a chance to beat him when he was with the Packers. Still, but man, always beating the Bears all his all his life, except for who knows how that's going to go when he's with the Jets. Yeah. So. Next next up we have uh, we have some news with the Panthers. Speaking of Eagles, too, Panthers signed their former the former Eagles running back Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was a three or one. I think it was a two year deal. Two after year deal. He was he was part of that two year deal, like with him and Jam, uh, Jamal Williams too. Jamal, Jamal Williams got it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Year. And I so think it was a two year eighteen million dollar deal, I believe. Yeah, which is uh, I mean Panthers have shown at least when they were coached by um, Steve Wilkes that they're. They're 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 reestablishing the running identity. I mean, with what they were doing last year, I think I can't remember who they who they lost to the Bears, but uh, I believe one of their running backs went to the Bears. But um, you know, they're they're going to continue filling out the depth chart at the running running back position, so that you know when a new quarterback comes in with that number one overall pick, they have some safety blanket. And in, in terms of like you know, I don't have to always throw the ball like you know situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not much else to there's not much else to say. I think like people think they'll say they overpaid on Sanders because you know the running back paid running just, backs I less mean, and stuff. But I don't. I personally don't care. But I just look at Miles Sanders as a player, as himself. And hey, you got a solid runner. Um, I think they still have a good like running back depth to like you know run through. So how about that next signing though? Because they got another offensive player, right? Adam Thielen. Long time a Minnesota Vikings player. You know, we talk about players who you think of when you think of a team, they kind of embody that team. Adam Thielen was one of them. So I never thought he would move on. But here we are. He gets a three year de- deal with Panthers after Vikings cut him. Yeah, which I don't know. He's not DJ he's, Moore. Yeah, he's not a I don't know. I wouldn't say Thielen was that wide receiver one. He was definitely a, a, a nice solid in the wide receiver too when next to someone grew, his wide receiver one num- years were definitely past him especially right. you could see you saw the difference between him and justin jefferson it was if not if not at wide receiver two he's definitely do- taking like the slot routes he, he is a good route runner though at the end of the day so hey if he can be i can't say he's a safety blanket yet because they still need receiving options so you know they're gonna he's probably maybe yeah you, you know that he's gonna probably like there or excuse me the panthers are gonna probably have to like you'll get some receivers for whoever their quarterback is going to be after their, their, after their pick. So they, you may see them trade up again into the first round for someone. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe. see. <laughs> um, you want to take this next yeah. one? Next up, we got the Patriots and they actually signed someone within the division. They actually agreed to a one year, 9 million deal with tight end. Mike Kosecki. Like I don't, you know, it's who do that. Gis- like Kosecki's really good in my opinion. As a he's, a, he's a he's a terrific receiving tight end, right? Mm-hmm. And he just did. I, I mean, I guess they just the money, the, the money aspects with Miami after all the big deals that they did. You know, we thought they were going to supposed to go to the Super Bowl last, so we'll see what happens next because they cannot hold that team uh, for maybe like maybe an, another year, maybe less. So Gasecki to the Patriots. Um, get you have a good security blanket. Uh, I would say um, he's a good receiver, a receiving tight end. I think it's a good uh, one-year deal for him. 
But um, we'll see what happens with the Patriots. Although they're just, they're just kind of in a weird mode of like, what are you trying to do, uh, Patriots? Like, he, what do you want to do? <laughs> this move had definitely. I feel like I feel like, yeah, Gasicki, terrific receiving tight end. Not so much good of a black a blocking tight end. He's more of just like a big receiver kind of thing, which you know might p- play out well for for Mac Jones in this kind of bounce back year because he was dealing with an high ankle sprain, and you know in terms of like what the Patriots are doing in the offseason, like. You know, it's uh, from what I've heard, you know, Mac Jones has stayed in Foxborough. You know, he's still in Boston. He hasn't gone off to like Mexico or anything like that. He's working out in Fo- in Foxborough. He's trying to get back to 100% and he's doing, working out with team members, which is a good tone setter because, you know, um, the, the rest of the offense just kind of feeds off from that work ethic. But I think I, part of me believes that this move was made because they signed Juju, who loves making TikToks, and they had to balance it out by signing Mike Gesicki, who can't gritty for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's true. There's always a balance in the force, right? Because Bill Belichick was like, mm, I got to go get like, another tight end. <laughs> 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 and that's not on the TikToks and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, um, I think it's still solid. Um, he'll see the Miami Dolphins twice, you know, twice a season. So we'll see how that all goes. It doesn't make up for the fact that they let Jacoby Myers go for free, basically. But maybe this is a precursor for them. You know, they're one of the teams that are considered like favorites to go out after DeAndre Hopkins because we know he's being shopped around. Right. And then, you know, there is another tight end that, you know, was signed for another one year, nine million dollar deal. And that was with the Texans. They signed uh, Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys, which, again, um, Schultz, for those that don't know who Schultz, well, he's a, he was a solid tight end for the Cowboys. I think it was just one he of was, the He was Dak Prescott's best friend, dude. Like, yeah, we, like, we, we all know. Like, he's he, not the, he isn't like the, the, the run after catch kind of tight end. You just throw it to him. He's going to catch it and he's going to go down with it maybe after a yard or two or something like that. But, um, you know, he's at least still going to be a solid, that is like the definition of a security blanket for whoever the quarterback that's coming to the Texans. He's going to be your best friend. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, Cowboys have this tradition of having like those security blanket tight ends like, you know, Jason Witten was obviously there for a ridiculously long time. And, you know, whoever the young quarterback is that's coming in for um, for the for the Texans are going to benefit from it hugely, mm-hmm. uh, bigly, <laughs> if, <we're> using, <laughs> if I'm using fake words. But, um, yeah, it's it's good because like we, like we said, it was Dak Prescott's favorite target. I mean, yeah, he's got Brandon, Brandon cooks now, but you know, nothing beats a, a, a safety blanket tight end. Facts. Facts. I mean, that's pretty much all he is at this point in his career. So just is what it is. Yeah. And Texans also added former, uh, bills running back. Mike, uh, De- almost called him Mike Singletary, <laughs> Devin Singletary on to their backfield too, to also give that kind of running back depth. Um, we knew he was going to be out from the Bills. Like, he wasn't, like, especially the Bills, like, they're a passing system, just like the the Chiefs. So it's not like they need a mainstay running back. Plus, they got James Cook over there, too. So he can take, you know, help take the reins. But I think they signed, if I remember correctly, yeah. I know they signed another running back. But regardless, they're just going to have yeah, a running back by committee, you know, in that in that space. So, yeah, let's be real. If they sign a running back, he's not going to be running anyway. It's all going to be going through Josh Allen. We kind of seen how that offense is, that offense can flourish and it can also be limited. But, Texans 
let's talk about Texans really quick. They've made yeah. a lot of moves in this offseason already, haven't they? They have. Like, to, I don't have yeah. a, a official count on how many players. I think it's somewhere in, like, the ballpark of, like, 11 players. Uh, basically, both the Bears and the Texans, because they have no one on their teams, they don't have any big signings, they're going to be one of the two teams that sign a, like a, a fuckload of players. Um, whether those all those signings turn out, you know, really good or not is is up in the air, but... Um, for the Texans specifically, they're definitely just trying to prep for whoever that quarterback is coming in. So my thing is, like, you better have a good old line. You better have, like, at least one good receiver for at least one receiver, if any receiver, for that quarterback to throw to so he can at least progress, um, you know, through this for his rookie year into whatever he needs to do for the second season. You, you mentioned O-line, and that actually just reminded me. Let me pull up their uh, free agency tracker. So the number of players I have right here, four, five... 8, 10, 15, 16. So they've made 16 free agency signings or re-signings already. So 14 just in terms of new signings or trades. Mm -hmm. Two of those are, you know, they've re-signed their center. They traded for Shaq Mason from the Bucks. I think they re-signed Laramie Tunsil as well. Yes. They extended him. Mm -hmm. So they're really solidifying that offensive line. They already have a, a bell cow and Damian Pierce. You know, they they added. That's one um, part of the offense. And you just need to get that receiver, whoever it is. Whoever um, that is. They they traded away their best one. But yeah, uh, they got Noah Brown and Robert Woods mm-hmm. at receiver. You know, they're not like, you know, wide receiver ones. They're not Jamar Chases or anything like that. But still serviceable receivers. They were already mm-hmm. actually pretty solid on defense. Like, we've talked about this. You know, and they continue to add add, add players as well. Like, you know, Jimmy Ward. And also guys that kind of are on the tail end of their careers, like um, uh, Winovich from uh, from the mm-hmm. Patriots and stuff like that. I feel like I feel like the, the Texans are probably having the best in terms of roster building. I think they're having one of the best off seasons like we've seen. Even though you said like they were active on paper before with all of those those other signings they did, yeah, I, I did say that. But you know, now that it, it, I mean, the week has gone by and they've also made some of those moves, like you kind of see like the whole scheme falling together. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you I, know, with a they'll have a young quarterback come in. It's all it's just all about how they, it's how they pull all these players together because you can you can bring star studded players and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, it's how you execute with all of those pieces. So. Yeah, that move that probably put them over the line was probably the Shaq Mason trade, and I don't know if we talked about that last week. And definitely that Sheldon Rankins when they signed Sheldon Rankins on a one year deal because he was one of those highly touted free agents on uh, for the defensive tackle position. Like I wouldn't have mind if he joined the, the Seahawks as well. We but ha- we had him for a season too with the Seahawks, but Sheldon like, Richardson. Oh, Richardson. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we had the other. Yeah, See? yeah. That one didn't pan out as well as we hoped either. Too. That was right. one of those failed trades. We gave up a lot of I think for that trade as well, but. Mm. I, you know when they're when you, when you put it in perspective they're they're really doing a, a good job of setting up their their rookie quarterback that's going to come in for to be successful it'll be it'll be cool to see because if they if they kind of come out of nowhere and um you know sw- like maybe go eight and eight as opposed to like two and you know six or two and sorry nine and eight or eight and nine versus you know two and fifteen like they were last year Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you know it'll it'll be a it'll it'll be a quick turnaround. I think this is setting up uh, Debico Ryan's to, for for a, for a for a good first year. Hey, I mean that's that's gonna be exciting. I will watch some games. I mean, hey, like I might even go to a game or two. You never know. I yeah, got some family with the tickets, so <laughs> <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Do they play the Seahawks next year? 
Um, no, Seahawks are actually going to come to Dallas though, so that's going to be something. So you know, oh, there you if go. you want to, uh, if you want to hook up in Dallas, let me know on that one because that's going to happen in I think October. No, September, October. So mm. yeah, okay, that'll be, yeah, that'll I'll, be a thing here. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll hit you up for sure. But we got we uh, rounding out these free agency moves. Um, we had a few leftovers. You want to just rattle them off for completeness, and we can call it. Yep. So we got. The man, the anime man, the myth and the legend, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, former Lions running back. He is signed with the Saints on a three year. I believe it's a twelve million dollar deal. Um, there was talk of like whatever deal the Lions wanted to give him. It was basically kind of like a slap in the face and stuff. So I don't have any numbers on that one. But um, that's, you know, he's at the Saints now and he was at the Saints like conference for him. He was definitely explaining what what Evie what what an Evie is to the audience like evie can he's like evie can evolve into multiple forms so that's the thing he can evolve into like three different forms and they've added more sense i'm like he's really explaining pokemon to these people yeah like, man yeah. you gotta love the commitment you gotta love it right so um you I know think he was talking about pokemon go too at one point too where he was oh, like oh you just walk around you just catch the pokemon <laughs> i love pokemon yeah don't say pokemon, don't say pokemon <laughs> don't be one of those don't do that <laughs> but um yeah so I think the Saints got a good a good running back in him, especially on that type of deal. Um, he'll be there for the next three years, so then he'll be in New Orleans. Uh, next up, the Browns are signing an, the ex-chief safety Thornhill to a three-year, $21 million deal. I don't know if this will just make the team all that much better, but, you know, hey, there you go, Browns. You're... Browns fans, you're you're doing something. I just hope your offense can do something. God, they're, they're, uh, what's his name? Mike Rossi. Yeah, or is it Mike Grassi? Yeah. Go check out his Gary. Uh, you, I, you've Grassi. seen it, I think already. Tom, I think it's Tom. Is it uh, Tom Grassi? Yeah. Go check for all those listening. Go check out his video on every on his uh, his impersonation of every team in free agency because you know his one on the on the Browns is basically like, can we? do something already or something along those lines can we not be can we be better than you know a middle team for once they don't have money they, they all that money is like you know dedicated to deshaun watson a full 230 oh, million dollars his yeah because the first year of his deal was supposed to be like very minimal right it's and very now minimal that, when they first had him when he and he came back like in the middle of the season because they they actually paid him up front they yeah. paid him like the full like 20 plus million up front i was like wow it was like 24 million dollars paid up front so just for like the cap benefits or whatever. Yeah. But, but now, now he's getting actually now he's getting full like guaranteed like salary. Something, it's thirty something this upcoming season, fully guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Maybe fully guaranteed. But like I thought he was getting close to like fifty million dollars. I thought what it was. It? I th- oh, I gotta ch- now. I gotta fact. We gotta check this. One. We gotta check this one. But I can oh, rattle off the these last few if you like please. before we get. <laughs> All right. Look, just for completeness, quarterback Jacoby Brissett over. He signs a one year deal with Commanders. He's gonna be part of that. You know, uh, the quarterback battle over there, they're just thankful that they don't have Carson Wentz as their starter anymore. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Taylor Heineke is there anymore as well. I think he's like a backup on Falcons or somewhere now. Yeah, right? Taylor Heineke went to oh, I forgot where he went, but he's a he's a backup somewhere else. But he is uh, Noah. So no, I think it was so ill, I think is the, the quarterback that came that came mm-hmm. in towards the tail end of last season. So those two will battle it out. And Bills are signing former quarterback. Or to former Texans quarterback Kyle Allen, uh, to uh, obviously signing him on a one-year deal, I believe, to be their backup quarterback. I believe they only signed this deal because his last name is Allen, and maybe they could throw him out there for trick plays. They're like, "Oh, another white dude named Allen. Where? Which one is which?" 
Oh man, you don't you can't you don't know who to who to uh, who to say. Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Right. <laughs> and actually, you find Desha- that contract? So back to Deshaun Watson real quick. His cap number for this upcoming season is only nineteen point zero five seven million, but next season it is going to be sixty three point nine seven seven million. Damn. So this is if they if Browns are trying to make that Super Bowl run. It's going to have to be this season only or Browns fans. You are going to be in cap. Well, I wouldn't say cap hell, but this I wouldn't say extreme difficulty. Hell. Yeah, extreme difficulty in trying to when Can you're we... paying your quarterback 63. Like when he counts to over. Let me see his actually his cap hit is 25 percent of their cap for yeah. that season. I, I mean, one fourth. Can we can we just come out and say it? Browns fans, y'all fucked like <laughs> Like we let's be real, like you're you got Deshaun Watson, but the rest of your team is nowhere near ready for like a, to be like a Super Bowl contender. There's whoever there's they sign gaps. and they draft right now is literally going to be their core that's going to help lift them to whatever chances of a Super Bowl it is because they do have a void year in 27, but you got three seasons from 24 to 26 where he's accounting for well it goes from 25 to 22 and 20 percent, but it's still 63.977. While he got over the cap pulled up, what's like? What other major players do the Browns have? That's uh, major cap players because they have, they have Miles Garrett obviously, uh, Sheldon Richardson I think is a big cap hit. Um, Any other big players? Yes, Nick so Chubb probably for the twenty twenty. Denzel Ward. Yeah, so they got Miles Garrett. He is at twenty nine. He's at twenty one nine point one million. You got Mark. You Cooper. said this was twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so twenty three. You have Miles Garrett. His cap number is twenty nine point one. Uh, about 29.2, I'll just round up, uh, million. Mario Cooper is at 23.776. Uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, is at 19. We said that. Wyatt Teller, who is... Who was Wyatt Teller? Give is me he one. an O-line? He is their... Where the hell is his position? Right guard, yes. Offensive okay. lineman. That's what I was like, sounds familiar. Their right guard, and he accounts for 15, 15 million. Nick Chubb at 14.85 million. Joel Baton Batonio at fourteen point six. Oh yeah, he he's like he's like one of those long mm-hmm. long standing offensive mm-hmm. linemen for them. John Johnson, who uh, he has a John Johnson, who is guarantee he doesn't have no guaranteed salary. He's at thirteen point five million. Denzel Ward is at then you got Denzel Ward at twelve point two. Oh, so he million. must be he must still be on his rookie deal. I believe so. Let me see. I thought he got a. I thought he had a. You no, know, he got a deal. Um, because he has a, he has a, he's, a, he's on their team till 2027. Oh yeah. He so had an extension signed in 2022. Okay. So, when is, what is his, can we, does it say like 2024 number for Denzel it Ward? It was, he received a 71.25. Okay. On, so it hasn't really kicked in yet. Five year extension worth 100.5 million on okay. April 18th, 2022. If you remember that signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, seventy one point two five of it was guaranteed, of which forty four point five million are fully guaranteed at signing. So that's like his signing bonus. There, his cap hit will be higher next. Oh yeah, they're they're basically going to get into cap hell because it's twelve point two one five this season, but next season it's twenty three point uh, six. Saints two point oh. Saints two point oh, basically. Um, other no, not many other like big players. Well, I can't say there's not other big players, but David Njoku, eight million, Jack Conklin, seven million, and some change. And then you kind of got like Dalvin Tomlinson. You just keep going down the list. That's yeah, like your big heavy middle. hitters, though, for yeah. sure, with the Browns. So basically, this one season is like, what can the Browns do? If not, you're about to release a lot of players. Oh, yeah, 
you just good luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of cat magic. And, you know, I think the Saints proved that there's no such thing as not being able to afford a player. I mean, they're just dealing with it now, but it seems like they're just dealing with it as it is. But, yeah, we'll see. I don't – I mean – from the outside looking in, you don't really have a lot of optimism, <laughs> right? If you're uh, from a from a, a non Browns fan, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. You know, who knows? Deshaun Watson might have an MVP year. We we can't tell you. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, I mean, now that we kind of talked about all these signings, do you feel like there's any you know few players or or any specific players or anything like that from the free agency pool still that you still think? are still solid additions for any team or something like that right now. There's still a lot of guys out there. I mean, Odell, like we, uh, we can go through NFLs, like, you know, top hundred NFL free agents. They keep a, a, a list of who the top hundred players that they think are out there in free agency, update it with who's still available. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you're, you're a lot of your top 10 guys are already gone, but guys like Odell, you know, he is, he's had two ACL surgeries. And, you know, for a receiver, that's terrible. But, you know, no one can deny his talent, even though he doesn't have the same speed he might used to have. He still has the elite, you know, he's a good receiver runner. skill. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a ball in one hand, as he's been showing. So and, you know, if uh, if if you're Aaron Rodgers, you demand the Jets sign him. But uh, he's on their wish list, but uh, he's on his wish list for them. But um, that, guy, that guy should have a job pretty soon. I mean, yeah. I think the, the 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 team that was most in for him was probably the Cowboys, but then the Cowboys, you know, he they kind they of said faded. They, gave him, they said they gave him they an gave, offer or something like not an they, offer, but like they were basically they were trying. Dude, hard they gave for him the them. royal treatment when he was in town. They simped so hard for Odell, it was disgusting. And then they were like, they yeah, finally you're playing if, for if, Jerry Jones though, so that's the one yeah. thing Odell Beckham has to deal with. Probably he's like mm, Jerry Jones, no, <laughs> nah. And you know, I think the. Give credit to Cowboys. They finally slapped some sense in themselves, and they got it. They went after a different receiver and con- instead of continuing to simp over him. Mm-hmm. But you know, Odell's only thirty. That's so he's still got a lot of miles left in the tank. Depends on his legs. Yeah, that's Bobby. Issue. <laughs> Bobby Wagner. He's still out there. Obviously, bring him home. That's uh, but he, you know, he hasn't had the the same. He was second team All Pro last year. Hasn't had the same. He hasn't had the demand for him i mean i think the the cowboys are the only other team besides us that have given him a call and yeah. i would hate if he went to the cowboys but you know that's obviously a big name out there some other names out there yannick and uh from colts i believe he last played for mm-hmm. and you know obviously has he's a defensive edge that you know a def- he's an edge that has you know sacks and quarterback hits to his name so he'll probably get a job somewhere um dj chark He's another receiver that's probably, you know, for a team that's looking for a third receiver, you know, he's probably going to probably get a job somewhere. Yeah, Puna Ford's out there still, but you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, Shaq Griffin. Wow. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's funny because he was, I thought he was going to be a mainstay for the Jags, but I guess he wasn't all that great, though. Yeah, I guess he just kind of didn't pan out. He lost his kind of mojo. Because the other know. guy, the guy, the other corner, I think they have is like solid, right? I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely solid. I forgot who it was. I'm gonna um, look his name up really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But AJ Bouye or Andre Booth? Was it Andre Booth? Andre, no, Andre Booth Jr. is not on the Jags. It's uh, so Monteric. I'm just gonna read off their yeah, their yeah, cornerbacks. Yeah, There's Monteric Brown, Tavon Campbell, Tyson Campbell, mm-hmm. Chris Claybrooks, Trey Hendrick, Trey Herndon. Mm-hmm. Gregory Jr., Darius Williams, those are their cornerbacks. I thought mm-hmm. they had. I, I guess don't know. Just I... Being young at the position, I guess. But Shaquille Griffin, I mean, he he, we did let him go as well. So there's there's something 
uh, to say about that. But again, he's only 28. So I think I feel like he'll be like a good vet fringe. I, I give him that fringe CB one if you don't have anyone else. But he's good. He's a good solid CB two, you know, at best. So, um, hey, you know, I, I, I can see someone picking him up at some point. Yeah, and you know there are other corners out there in the market as well, like Rock Yassin, uh, Marcus Peters. They're all kind of in that same similar age group as well, twenty-seven mm-hmm. to thirty. You know, so the cornerback market, you know, the the first crop is kind of whoever player, whoever teams wanted that first crop is kind of gone at this point. And it's just a lot of old vet. Well, I say old, but like you have a lot of just vets in their thirties at this point. I mean, you even have Jadavian Clowney out there again, but we all know like the limitations of Clowney. Um, Calais Campbell and Justin Houston are out there as well, but they're in that they're in that ultra vet. And 34 and 37 respectively. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that, <laughs> and you know, but you still got young guys out there too, like Leonard Floyd and Ashawn Robinson are names that, that haven't been taken up. I would like to see Leonard Floyd. I mean, at 30. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind, but even then, but you know, I just don't, as long as we don't give him a ridiculous number, a name that's on here, that's kind of surprising is Taylor Rapp and, you know, go Huskies, but I might be, I might be a little biased, but, I thought he was solid in terms of like uh, like his ability to his or his output for the Rams. Yeah, it's kind of surprising the that, they let him that they wanted him to be, you know, kind of like that shining star to like, you know, helm the new defense going forward. But unfortunately, it's not the case. But yeah, 25 years old as a safety. I feel like that's a good like get them like get them young right there with a nice cheap deal. If you want to if you like what you see from Taylor Rapp, but. 25 years old. I don't know what else to say on him. <laughs> yeah. That kind of rounds out the players that are still out there, which is, you know, not, there's not a lot left, you know, when you, when you look at it from, from that perspective in terms of like, um, players you could build around, you know, like yeah. your Jermont Jones type, you know, even Jermont Jones was probably ranked, I think number four in terms of players on the, on or no, it will, let's see on this list, where is he? Number seven. So, you know, guys like that, you know, when they're high up on the list, they're players that you can build around. Um, other guys that were top were like Jesse Bates, Mike McGlinchey, James mm-hmm. Bradbury, CJ Gardner Johnson, Orlando Brown, and Javon Hargrave. You know, all those guys went the first day, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen on those for that first wave. So, this is the second wave. This is what you're getting. Um, and, I, and I do know a lot of teams already have like solid cores in areas. Like, we're trying to build our core, but. You don't want to necessarily keep we've already done this on the Seahawks of like always taking up older vets and like it's worked. But then like late as of late, it hasn't worked as it's as a band aid. It yeah, it's a band aid. Yeah. So sometimes it could be something good. Like Bruce Irvin was looking good. But at the end of the day, Bruce Irvin's 36. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had to let him go. So unfortunately, love you, Bruce Irvin. Hopefully you can come back like on the staff or something like that. That would be pretty cool. But and there is yeah. a precedent for it. Nico Thorpe is now on our staff indeed indeed so but that kind of rattle that kind of rounds off this list i mean there's still players out there but your your big hitters are gone your your headliners yep, unless there's gone. unless there's major trades that happen ahead of the draft i think uh i think at this point your trade i think we've gotten a good chunk of those trades out of the way because there were some big trades that already happened but like we got a the only trade left right is just the aaron Rodgers one whatever that conversation D-hop. is D hop. Yeah. D hop is another one. That's like, I've heard rumors of a trade happening because you know, they don't want to pay that, but if they do keep them, it's still a solid receiver to have. It brings um, him back home to Texans. Right. Um, that'd be so funny. I don't think he's going back to the Texans though. He'll, I don't know where he would go next. We don't have the funds to, you know, sign him ourselves. He will be, no, and it wouldn't make sense for us because you know, we have, uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett would just be, I'll put him in the slot in a heartbeat. 
Oh, he yeah. can, but he like, can, he's a good run, route runner. Yeah, that's true. But we already have like the DK Metcalf that's kind of in that similar mold as well in terms oh, of like that's fine. You'll have now you have you have DK Metcalf at D Hop. It doesn't matter who you throw into. You there got there to. have been teams that have made that work too. So that's that's fair. There's precedent for that. Because what do you say about the Miami Dolphins where they got all those receivers over there? Come on. Yeah, now. but they're di- they're different style receivers, right? Like Tyreek ain't no, but there isn't another Tyreek Hill on that on that wide receivers room. True, but I, I will take those like physical. I guess you could say the physical like red zone threats that we have. Oh, like, yeah. we've always you struggled. Know, DK in the Metcalf red zone. is more than a red zone threat, obviously, but man, especially like late in the season, especially in, uh, no, definitely the playoffs. We were definitely just like throw him the ball. I was like, oh, finally, we're finally throwing him the ball multiple times because like <laughs> yeah. we could do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens yeah. to all these teams, man. But I mean, uh, I think that's that's all we had for today's podcast. So. Um, unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about I football related, what do you have left? Else. All I, I have nothing left in the tank. I gave it my all. I my gave blood, sweat, I tears. Had. It still wasn't <laughs> enough. But um, any I last things adulting. before we sign up? Yeah, I hate adulting. Um, I would like a couple million dollars that I've been seeing all these millions being thrown around. Can you just like funnel? This chump change for the NFL. Right. It's chump change. You know, Commissioner Gordon, like, you know, like the commissioner's getting a new, like, uh, Goodell. <laughs> you said Commissioner I said Gordon. Gordon. I you said Commissioner Batman Gordon. I just, you know, I just finished reading that, uh, the graphic novel, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Ooh, you know, it's one of the it, classic man. ones. Oh, yeah, man. And that's so I, I just like, finished I was like, it. Why did I say Gordon? It's just like Commissioner Gordon, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Now I kind of want to go play the Arkham games again. <laughs> I actually have not played them fully through. I played a little bit of it. Definitely need to play that. But uh, again, one. hate adulting with like a couple million dollars. And then finally, we definitely as a Seahawks team went out in free agency. But then it also begs the question of like, is this kind of like the end for Pete Carroll coming up pretty soon? Because he's the oldest head coach, I believe, in the league at the moment. But what's like prompting this? I don't Besides know. Besides age. Like I just feel like with these recent, like we've never done this before, and I feel like it we're coming up to like the last part. We like did do this before. Off. It's just it has been a long time since we we didn't have like a Russell Wilson at quarterback. This is the same moves we were making like leading up to drafting Russ. I mean, yeah, this is true, but that was when like he came. That was when he was still early with the Seahawks, and you knew he was going to be there. But like at this stage, though, it's like. I man, actually I like know. early in early in his career, Pete was like he was on the hot seat until they kind of like hit the home run with like the drafting. And then like they brought in guys like Cliff Averill and Michael Bent and those guys. Yeah. So but we'll, yeah, age is fair, but it'll be interesting. I'm not going to just use age. Just age is one thing, but like it's just like it, I just I feel like feel he can. Like, I feel like he could still beat me in a race. I mean, that, that man looks youthful, very youthful, if you will. But uh, no, that's all I had on my end, though. Yeah, that's uh for me. I mean, I would like the Seahawks to make more moves, but you know, we we kind of we've kind of used up all of our cap space, even though we went out and cut uh, cut uh, Al Woods. Um, but there are like like I said earlier, there's a lot of non Zeke running backs out there. Obviously, I don't want Zeke here to be to be uh, very mediocre on a lot of money. So, you know, hopefully we go out there and maybe make some surprise moves. You know, there's still a lot of cap kung fu we can do to maybe get some guys in. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So other than that, like we're almost at the end of, of March and we're getting there to the draft, but still got a ways to go. So, you know, it's all from that. That's pretty much it from us here at the Misfits podcast. Remember, follow us, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. You know where to go at this point, as well as um, all of them are all at, at Misfits podcast or excuse me, at Missed Reps, but this is the Misfits podcast, of course. So you can find this on Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, and so on. So, hey, hope to see you again next week. Peace.